we're going to uh, be handing out our calendars for September and October and uh, kind of give you an idea of what's on it. Uh, it's paper with black on it. <laughs> uh, but on the 12th of September, which is a Saturday, at 4 o'clock, yes, 4 o'clock, we're going to be having a, a singing right here in the church. Uh, Brother Albert Moser uh, and his uh, singing group is kind of a country type of uh, singing. Uh, good old country uh, gospel, uh, southern gospel you might call it. And we're going to do that on the, uh, at 4 o'clock. And at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a dinner. Now, let me tell you what's going on in September. The Church of God of Prophecy worldwide is having a appreciation for membership. With uh, those that are members and uh, are con considered to be members, we want to show you our appreciation. So we're going to have this singing as a membership appreciation to tell you that we appreciate you. Uh, being a member here at uh, Cambridge and a member of the, when, when you're a member here, you're a member of the whole church uh, uh, all the way around the world. How about that? Huh? Pretty good, ain't it? And membership has its privileges. Better than a, a American Express where you had to pay uh, $35 just to be a member, or $65 now, I think it is. Um, but, uh, which I don't have American Express, so don't worry about it. Uh, I'm trying to get out of the express business. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, the problem about borrowing is you have to pay it back, you know? And, uh, but anyway, I, I want to tell you that next Sunday, uh, I'm going to be preaching on why you should be a member of a church, this church. And why and the benefits of being a member of this church. And then on the first Sunday, uh, we're going to offer uh, anyone that would like to become a member. Uh, and you're not a member of our church here. Uh, we want you to. We want you to become a member. And why? I'm going to tell you why next week. How about that? I'm going to tell you why. And important and I want to tell you that, that a church in time of your need or in time of good times and times of bad times a church is a good thing to have you know that? Amen, Amen. how many have ever been in need and a church came through and helped you? anybody? huh? church helped you? huh? for I mean I don't understand how people do it I don't understand how people can, uh, uh, you know, if I get in trouble, who am I going to call? Huh? Well, I wouldn't call such and such because they don't pray. <laughs> I mean, I want somebody, you, you know, when I'm sick and I call you and I tell you, I need you to pray for me, I need you to stop right, at, right then, right there, and pray for me. Amen? Huh? I don't need you to wait around. And that's the way, when you contact me and you tell me to pray, I'm going to tell you something. I stop right then 
and I pray for you. Amen? Huh? I believe that you and I need to stick together like glue. Amen? You know, we might not be blood relatives, but when we become members, we become part of a family that we are. Amen? And I feel closer to you than I do to some of my family. Can I say that? Huh? I'm closer to you because there is, there is something wonderful about a church when they come together. Could you imagine if you call me, I call 10 <coughs> others, and 10 others call 10 others, and, and, and I put it on Facebook and I tell all the people that I know to pray for you and the thousands of people across uh, the country that I'm kind of hooked up with, um, and church people and praying people, and, and you know, they start praying for you and you've already went out on Facebook and all of those that you know are praying. Wow, isn't that amazing to you? And then all of a sudden, God comes through, you know? And I'm gonna tell you something today. Don't give up. Your prayer might not have been answered yet, but give God a moment to answer, amen? amen. When Jesus came, and this is an hors d'oeuvre, um, then we'll start sermon, okay? And I'll try to do it in 20 minutes, okay? Not the order, but sermon. But, you know, uh, Jesus came to uh, Mary and Martha and all of them, and they said to him, Lazarus is already dead. As a matter of fact, he's in the grave and he's stinking. Okay? And, and Jesus said, well, I'm not late. In essence, I'm not late. I'm the resurrection in life. Jesus wasn't, uh, funeral directors wouldn't like Jesus coming to their funerals. You know why? Anybody? They wouldn't have no money. Huh? Because Jesus come in and the dead, the dead would get up. <laughs> He went there, he called for Lazarus, come forth. And what did Lazarus do? Came forth, amen. And, and everybody went, I love this. When the Bible says this, it says they were all amazed. <laughs> well, you and I would be amazed if somebody got up out of the uh, casket. Said, help me out of here, would you? <laughs> We'd probably be busting the door down. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Jesus, the Bible said, Jesus said, I am the what? The resurrection and the life. Amen? Amen. So if we, if we had Jesus, come on, folks. We can get out of being depressed. Amen? Mm-hmm. We can get out of being sick. Right? Mm-hmm. And we can tell the devil what to do. A guy named Smith Wigglesworth, a great evangelist, um, um, back in the olden days, the 1800s, Smith Wigglesworth's wife uh, died, and he went in there and he grabbed her, and he put her up against the wall and said, you're not going to die. Come back to life. 
in the name of Jesus, and he hit her against the wall, and she came back to life. You know what she told him? She said, if I die again, you don't resurrect me. Let me die. Wow. That's quite a bit of faith, thing, Huh? Well, that's not my sermon today. So let, let's go on. Anybody remember where I stopped last week? Anybody? Matter of fact, I was in Genesis, yeah. second chapter. Yeah, but you're talking about Adam and Eve, and then you jump back and forth between Adam and Eve. Yeah. Did you say Adam and Eve? Uh -huh. That's where we are. Adam and Eve. Remember the remember the the tree of good and evil, and the Lord told him not to eat there. Right? Turn with me now. If you would, the Genesis chapter three. <clears throat> I want to thank my nephew for giving us a new tripod and a a little fuzzy thing, which is a, um, a speaker uh, and uh, hooking it all up and showing us how to do things a little bit better. And we're going to try to also, uh, during the week on Wednesday night, have a Wednesday night uh, church service by way of internet. So y'all can uh, enjoy and what we want to try to do is uh, we'll get a video and, and uh, video some of our Sunday school and you will get a, a dose of Sunday school on Wednesday night. How about that? Amen? So, um, what I'm trying to say in long, long and short of it is um, we're going to be a full church. So the Lord told me, he said, uh, how, how do you make a full church? And uh, I said, Lord, it's only up to you. How do we do it? And the Lord tells me, he said, well, you know, you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to act like it. Amen? And my uh, pad just decided not to, to, to drop everything I do. So that's okay, pad. That's all right, devil. I know you don't want this preached today, but that's okay because I, I can go and um, and and look it up. <laughs> Give me just a second. It does that to me. All right, Genesis chapter three, right? Right, that's where we're going to be. All right. I'm going to read it out in King James. Um, and here we go. As soon as it gets here. Here we go. Now, here we go. Now, the serpent was more subtle or uh, very, very James. 
cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Eve, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. Now, let me tell you this. They had enough trees, and, they, and uh, we're talking about a huge place. We're talking about maybe the size of the state of Virginia. We don't know. It doesn't, the Bible doesn't give us a parameter of how big the garden was. But I'm going to say this. If it had all the animals in it, it had to be maybe two states or maybe the size of North America. Who knows? Right? Huh? But they had any kind of fruit that they wanted, any kind of food they wanted. They had any kind of vegetable they wanted. And all, but right in the middle of uh, this place was this tree. And, it, and the devil is now a serpent. Now, you'll understand this a little better as I read on. But the serpent walks upright. And the serpent has three things that I've noticed about it. One, it walks upright. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. One, it walks upright. Number two, it speaks. And number three, it hears. And number, there's a number four, it thinks. How about that? That's pretty, that's pretty scary serpent, ain't it? But it was a beautiful uh, type of animal. And the Adam and Eve did not have any fear of any animals in the garden. Why? Because God gave them power over the animals. Amen? And, and he said, You may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, in the middle, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, not even touch it, at least ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, listen to this, he ain't gonna really kill you. You know what the Bible says there? Surely, 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 ye shall not die, surely die. You know that? He uses that word surely, instead of just saying you're not gonna die. But he's, he's cunning. Have you ever met a salesman and they come at you, well, this car, I could just see you in this car. Huh? Huh? I could see you in it. And guess what? The payment is only $5,845 a month. But I can see you in this car. Right? Huh? Well, you're sitting there and he can see you. And uh, and you're going to be so happy when you have this car. And you're going to ride up and, and your friends are going to just admire you because you have this car. Now, that's a lie, ain't it? Come on. Isn't that a lie? 
Does a car change your who you are? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does. For some, okay. <laughs> For others, there's a force. <laughs> For God does not know that in the day ye eat up thereof, then your eyes will be open. You shall be as good as you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. I'm going to tell you something. The devil is a liar. The devil is a cheat. The devil is here to destroy us. Amen. He will use your family. He will use your friends. He will use every, your boss. Amen. He will use anything and everything to destroy you. Why? Because he hates, he hates the Lord. And you are a created being of the Lord. Therefore, he hates you. But he don't want to act like he hates you. Have you ever had a friend that you thought was a friend and they were very kind to you and something happened and boy, you couldn't find that friend. Huh? That's like the commercial on TV. The guy tells him, says, I'm moving uh, on this. I'm moving on a weekend. The guy said, I can't be there. And the guy says, well, I didn't tell you which weekend. Huh. You know, that's a friend. That's a, a, a fair-weather friend. Is that not true? Somebody that always there when you're passing out the food. A friend of mine uh, said before he got saved, he had a, a refrigerator on the back of his uh, house uh, out, out on the porch. And all his friends would come over and he kept it stocked with um, beer and stuff. And all his friends would just come over and they'd sit there and they'd play the guitars and, and all. It was just fun. But he said he got saved and, the, and the, uh, he gave up alcohol. And, and the guys came over and, and he said, well, just drink the rest that's in there, guys, and that's going to be it. And they drink it all and, and they left. And guess what? And they never came back. Well, I'm going to tell you what, friends like that is not friends, are they? That's not friends that we need, amen? But I'm gonna tell you something. Friends that that our friends are there when we're through thick and blood, amen. Thick and thin and blood, they're there. They're there to help us, amen. But Satan is not our friend. I want to tell you that today. Believe me, Satan is not your friend. And for God, he said. I want to read five again. He said, for God doth or does know that in, in the day you eat of this tree then your eyes will be open and and you know it's it's like a lot of people if you do this you'll be a god there are even religions that say you will be a god but there is only folks one god amen no matter what you can do i'm going to tell you something a lot of people say that Satan is in contact with God. 
But I'm going to tell you something. God is not in competition with Satan. Satan is a created being, and that's about that big to God. Do you see that? Huh? He is just a pimple on the end of your chin to God. Amen? But he came to Jesus and told Jesus in the wilderness, you know, if you do this, I'll make you over all the earth. And Jesus saying, what do you mean? Over all the earth. I'm the son of the living God. I'm over all the universes that there is a universe. Why offer me? Earth. <coughs> Why offer me? Just a little thing. But my God, my Father, owns it all. Amen? You know, you understand what I'm trying to say? But this lady, her name was Eve. She was persuaded. Because when temptation comes, and I want to tell you something. When we read the, the um, uh, Our Father which are in heaven, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I want you to know one thing, one fact this morning. God is not one who tempts you. Amen? Amen? If you're tempted, it is not of God. And you shouldn't say, well, God, what are you trying to do? You should say, Satan, get behind me. I said this earlier, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, that great minister, well, he woke up one night and he looked down the end of his bed and Satan himself was sitting there. And he said, oh, it's just you. And he turned over and went back to sleep. How about that, folks? You know, when we get to the point in our life when Satan knows our names, and he knows our names are written in the book of life, amen? And he comes and tempts us, and you say, Satan, that is not me, and that is not God. Get away from me. My, my sadness today, and I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my sadness, is that, first off, that she did this. And second of all, that he went along with it. Amen? Because it says in verse 6, And when the woman saw the tree was good, it looked so tempting. Amen? So good for food. It's food. It can't harm me. It's food. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. And the tree to be desired to make our wise one wise. Oh, man, if you just had some of this marijuana, man, it's going to open your mind. I heard that before. Have you ever heard that, brother? Huh? Or you take this pill and it's going to make you wiser. You're going to be able to really enjoy the universe. My problem is when you come down to the end and you hit bottom. Amen? I've had a lot of people when I was growing up say, well, um, uh, just do this and uh, smoke this and uh, 
I was remembering uh, when we grew up in, my dad was pastor in Collinsville, and I was working at uh, the Memorial Hospital there at Martinsville, Martinsville Memorial Hospital. I remember I was an orderly, and uh, some say I was a disorderly, but <laughs> I was orderly there, and I remember one time getting a call to go to the, to the morgue and to help uh, 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 a funeral home uh, uh, load up a body. And, um, and I did. And I remember going to the funeral, uh, to, to the morgue and opening up the big cooler and uh, the funeral home rolled in the, um, the gurney stretcher. And uh, me and him took and pulled this teenager off of the, the, the shelves in there. They were stainless steel shelves. Um, they were kind of like this. <coughs> and they were, you know, and he just reached in there and grabbed the person. And they were just laying out there, no blanket or nothing. They're just laying in there. And they pulled it out. We pulled him off and put him on the gurney. And the guy pulled him out and strapped him up, put a blanket over him. And I remember this blanket being over this teenage boy, about 16 years old. And the only thing that was left, and he didn't put the blanket over, was a pair of Converse high top black all star tennis shoes. And that boy, I asked the guy. I, the uh, guy that ran the morgue, I said, well, what did he die of? And he said, um, he died of an uh, overdose of, uh, uh, we call it fairy dust back in our day. I think it was a pig, uh, pig something. Uh, they give pigs to, to uh, knock them out. Um, what did they call that, anybody? It's been a long time ago since. <laughs> But they called it fairy dust back then, and it was it was a uh, animal tranquilizer. That's what it was. And it was, you would pour it in uh, over your marijuana, and you would smoke it. It would give you an extra high. Well, it killed this boy. It attacked his uh, lung, lungs and heart, and he died immediately. So I'm gonna tell you something. I'm sure that his friend said, "Hey, man." Try a little bit of this. This is gonna be so good. And man, we're gonna be high. We're gonna put on some um, um, Aerosmith and we're gonna put on some other records and Leonard Skinner and all them. And we're gonna to listen to some music and stuff. And it's gonna be really wonderful. Well, I'm gonna tell you something. I thought that day as a, as a, um, a teenager myself, I said that Somebody's mom and daddy are without a son today. Amen? Somebody's without a brother or sister. Don't, don't have a brother. A brother and a sister don't have a brother. A grandma and grandpa don't have a grandson no more. And it's sad. It's sad. It was very sad to me that day see those Converse tennis shoes and we put them in the back of that hearse and no more nothing we could do nothing I could do nothing I could do 
And I was a Christian then, believing God. Nothing I could do to lay hands on him and bring him back. Nothing I could do. <clears throat> Nothing, no prayers I could pray could help him. But he had been tempted. And therefore, at the age of 16, his life stopped. Y'all probably know stories like this. Am I right? Huh? You probably know this better than I do. But I'm going to tell you something. That day was the same day like this day that the woman got tempted and the eyes of them both were open. Wait a minute, let me go out and jump this. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise because she had been tempted, amen? And, and you know, temptation sometimes is greater than we are. So she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open and the and they, first thing they realized they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the, wow, could you imagine this? I'm thinking about this when I was reading it. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord called Adam, Adam, and he said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid. And because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you these? Who told thee? Who told you that thou was naked? How did you find out you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And and the man, Adam, said, The woman. <laughs> All right, ladies. And he said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree and I did eat. He threw her under the bus, didn't he? And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? Now watch her now. And the woman said, The serpent tricked me. And I did eat. How about that? And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Now listen to this. Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon the belly shall thou go and dust shall thou eat all the days of thy life. That's why snakes are on the ground. Amen? Huh? And I will put enmity. In other words, I'll make you an enemy between you, the snake, the devil, and the woman. And between uh, your, uh, 
your seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now I want to tell you this in closing. Read the rest of the chapter. Verse, uh, chapter 3. Wonderful. But let me tell you what happens. Right then and there became a schism between God and man. A, a great schism. God couldn't look upon man. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that God took and had them made uh, um, uh, uh, garments uh, out of the skins of the animals and he put it up, had them, the angels put it on and, and he uh, told the woman, said uh, when you, when you um, go to have children, the curse will be that you will travail. Is that true? Huh? Women, that you've had children? That wasn't easy, was it? Huh? Our daughter now is pregnant and we have a, a daughter-in-law that's pregnant and both are sick in the morning. Thank Adam and Eve. Men, we have to work to the sweat of our brow. That's right, brother, ain't it? You've been outside, boy, you've been sweating. Huh? You too, brother. And you, in that garage, man, you've been burning up. But we've been having to sweat and, and our brother there, his air conditioning don't work in his truck yet, unless he got it fixed. And he's sweating too. And the humidity's been bad. So we've been sweating, sweating. I know I did that wedding yesterday and I sweated because it was outside. And uh, even though it was in the morning and it was but the humidity was up really high and the temperature was about like this. <clears throat> and, uh, but still I sweated. Had to come home and take my shirt off. It was, it was, <coughs> it was so good. So the sweat of men, that's the way we make our living. But I'm, I'm sweating right now, believe it or not. But that's our curse. And then they were kicked out of the garden. They were kicked out of the presence of God. Now, let's go back. The Lord said there'd be, in, in, be enemies between devil and this woman. That this woman seed, which will be way down the line here, her seed is who? Jesus. Amen? Mm -hmm. And Satan, see, the Bible's already talking about it. Satan is going to bruise his heel. Amen? Crucify him. But it said here that the enemy, the, the enemy between the two, is going to cause one day, and we talked about it in Sunday school, when the Lord comes back and on the judgment day, amen, Satan is going to be thrown into the lake of fire on that day at the judgment. And his head is going to be crushed by the same heel, amen, that he bruised. Amen? Jesus Christ 
when he comes back on the great and mighty horse and he comes back as the Lion of Judah and he is going to set up his kingdom here on earth for a thousand years it's called the millennium Satan's going to be tied up and let loose at the end that's another story for another day but I'm going to tell you after all of that and all that is done and Satan's had his rule again Jesus is going to take and put him in irons and the pit is going to be open and, and they're going to be thrown into it. It's called hell. Gehenna. Gehenna. In other words, a lake of fire of trash. And the angels of Satan, the angels, they, the third of the angels are going to be thrown in there. And those that did not receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior will be thrown in there. And the pit is going to be closed and sealed forever. Amen? Satan came as a serpent. The Bible talks about Satan being as a roaring lion. Amen? And at the end, in, in Revelation, Satan is known as a dragon. That's the three kind of images that we're getting of Satan. But I'm going to tell you something. He is not good for you. The Bible says the wages of sin are the things of the devil. The wages of sin is what? Death. Death. My last thought here. When the Bible says, when sin has conceived, it bringeth forth death. My last little story for you. There's a, a certain snake uh, over in, I believe it's in Africa, somewhere over there. It's called a cockatrice. It's a little bitty type of uh, snake but it gets into your skin and gets underneath, gets into the fat layer of your um, stomach. And it starts to conceive or bring forth other eggs. And these eggs become caught inside and they feed off the body. All right? And they feed off of this body. And the Bible says when sin had conceived, it brings forth death. Well, after it grows and it's grown and this person has this thing here, it explodes. And all those things come out. Gross, ain't it? And guess what happens to that person? That person dies. They ain't already did. Why? Because something foreign came into that person and destroyed it. And that is what sin does. That is what sin does to us, folks. Please, when Satan speaks to you, tell him where to go. And everybody know how to say where to go? Huh? Huh? Tell him to get behind you. Say that with me. Get behind me, Satan. Amen. Come on now, do it. 
Get behind me, Satan. Get off of my children, Satan. Get away from my daughters, Satan. Get away from my son. Get away from my grandchildren, Satan. Get away in the name of Jesus. And you, guess what? Being a child of Christ has the authority to say Satan. And Satan must kneel down. Listen to me. Satan must kneel down at your voice. Why? You are a child of the king. Holy nation, and your word matters. Amen? Amen? So guess what? You have rule. Amen? Amen? If you're a child of God, and you've been bought by the blood of Jesus, you're saved today, I'm telling you, you have the power. Amen? Come on now. How many of y'all have the power? We have the in the name of Jesus, we have the power. In the name of the Lord, oh, Satan. Amen. We have the power, though. <laughs> Amen. Well, everybody stand up, and I want us to pray. Lord, hallelujah. Everybody stand with me. I'll stand too. Say, say this with me, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I take on the power to tell Satan to get behind me, leave me alone, in the name of Jesus, amen.